I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone. So great to connect with you. Welcome to this day, this present moment. Uh, If you're new to the program, glad you found us and welcome. You're always welcome here. Uh, Those of you that are soul path travelers for a while, always great to connect with you. And especially those of you in the chat, anchoring the energy, my sound engineers, co-pilots, welcome to you also and a big hug. Uh, Those of you listening by phone, that's great. However, if you have a question or a comment or you want to get on air, please press 1 on your keypad. And the number to call in is 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Uh, My neighbor is still working on their backyard. I've got windows and double doors shut, so we'll see. Um, Studios, unfortunately, is in the back. So anyway, if you hear noise, I've asked them to kind of temper it if they can. We can always ask, right? All right. So let me know if it's too bad in the chat. Let me know, and I'll go in another room. I'll move everything in another room. All right, everyone. Well, Welcome to this part of your path. So um, I want to invite everyone, I've been mentioning it more and more, to join me also on YouTube, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache. We have a nice little cross-connecting happening here with YouTube listeners, reviewers, coming over to Awakening, some even calling in, and uh, Awakening's listeners going to YouTube to watch their um weekly, monthly readings and such, and I went live the other day. So I, I got to just tell you, it is just so heartwarming for me. It is just so soul-affirming and confirming, connecting with everyone, and especially at this time where we're all a bit stretched in different ways, the stretch is happening different ways during this great transition Um Neighbors noise, Bob, yeah. <laughs> no worries. Okay, thanks, Bob, in the chat. Yeah, I have to flow with you know, it's so interesting. So many people are doing remodeling now during this COVID. I guess everybody is like, you know, wants to be doing something productive. So anyway, that's where that is. It rained the other day, so they couldn't work on it. <laughs> Actually it hasn't been too bad, but it's just I Normally, if they're doing stuff, they try not to do it on a Wednesday, but I guess if you're paying someone, 
you don't have as much control as to when they can show up necessarily. Uh, call in number everyone, 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad if you have a question or uh, comment. Um, that would be helpful. So, yeah, so, and also joining um, in on our Awakening group, community page group um, on Facebook. What I'm really trying to do with every, like, give a voice, a platform. I don't post everything on there, and I don't usually post about the show. I post that usually on Awakening with Michelle Mache or my personal page, my profile page. So to get people talking about how they are awakening, what's working for them, and being a place of inspiration. You know, living awakened, I've had a few people, and maybe they're hopefully listening now so I don't have to write it up, but I've had a few people post things about COVID-19 or the pandemic, and it gets, um, you know, deleted with a comment of let's keep this 5D. I just feel there needs to be a place, because there is in my life, to live from the higher perspective, even if I know, and I did give back 30 years ago predictions on this or, or vaccines being mandated or it's not being able to fly. Apparently 30 years ago, and then I did a, a sequence of channelings from about 2007 to 2012, 13, and then it came up again in 2015. And so some of you that have done my teleworkshops, you've heard these. Some of you are, you know, close friends or clients, and I relayed this information to you. However, even, even knowing what I know, I could get into the us against them or they're trying to control us or we're being controlled and what to do. Don't wear the mask, wear the mask. Honestly, everyone, that just keeps us stuck in duality. And really, everyone has to, this is what a lot of this is about, especially from 2017 on, when especially that cancer Capricorn leaving the old structures when we had that transiting nodal axis of cancer Capricorn. Cancer North Node, which also has to do with intuition and feelings. Is everyone has to judge what is right for them in their particular circumstances. And somewhere from side A to side B, there's a lot of sides in between, and there's a thread of truth in, in each. And I've said this before on the program, any good con has to have an element of truth. I've learned that from experience. Oh, Brethren Syme, who is that? Thank you for speaking about this. I've been, it's something that's been uh, thinking about a lot. Uh, yeah, Tammy. Yeah, well, not, okay, personal experience, but I love watching these like 2020, ID 20, you know, about, because that my mind thinks like this, my Scorpio mind, and being a psychic channel and being a therapist, transpersonal therapist. I'm, I'm working a lot, the, the emotions, the soul, the astral plane, which can, you know, so I'm working esoterically, I'm working metaphysically and spiritually, but I also like to work psychologically. And so why do we get conned? Because there always has to be truth. And I've learned this from watching TV shows from FBI profilers and 
psychiatrist, um, you, the, the trust factor to some degree has to be there. Uh, Bob Payne, what to do is vote people out. Also, healthcare consumers stand up for ourselves. Yes, but now here's the thing, okay? Um, yes, I'm really interested in how people are adapting, responding, finding their ingenuity, and being resilient. Yes, that is living more awake. We all know what the problem is. We all know what the problems are. We could go on and on about this. It doesn't matter what viewpoint you're taking. Do you wear the mask? Is the government shutting us down? Are they trying to break the, the United States or break the the, the Kabul, the, the main families, the thir- some say seven families, 13 families? Listen, as a psychic medium and channel, I do have a lot of information on this. Having a very close mentor to me that was married to an FBI director, Yes, I have information. Modeling and acting, I fell in with certain people. Yes, I have information. Are there conspiracies? Yes. Are there agendas? Yes. But does that actually help us? Because everyone know everyone's going to have their own viewpoint, whatever whatever it is. What helps us and what's moved us out of the stuckness of bouncing back and forth in the polarity plane. Anytime they do this, don't do this, good, evil, unless it's pointing to trust your own intuition, trust your own understanding on this, because everyone has, although we have a path together, you have your own nuances to the path. Like I have a very good friend who's in her 30s who also has asthma and some other issues. She's not 65 and older, but in her mind, she's being more careful. She's going out. She wears her mask. She does her thing. I know somebody in their 70s that doesn't that feels very resilient, rides his bike 30 miles every weekend, does not wear the mask. So I can say, I can tell you, I can share, and I'm going to be doing this on this other platform that I'm starting, which is either the end of the month or definitely in June, the beginning of June, my take on it, but those of you that have been traveling me for with me for a while, I even if I'm, um, you know, in my personal life complaining about something or I see something or I see that it's unfair or I feel like, oh, my God, this is so difficult, this is so hard, or how could this be happening now or why is this happening to us, um, or knowing that it is a control mechanism, I don't reside there with that understanding and viewpoint. For very long because th- that's not consciousness raising that's not going to ra- keep the vibrational frequency raised enough to create the new structures the new form and so I say this all the time is that people have to decide where you're at it's, it's and it's not about good and evil that's such an old viewpoint you know within the old paradigm. So I like what Tammy is saying, adapting, responding, finding their ingenuity, being resilient. That is the soul. That's where invention and innovation come from. So my perspective is people, there's other groups for that, or people can, um, on their personal page, talk about that. Because that's really, that's, 
if you want to say anything is a conspiracy, that's the mechanism, is keeping people stuck in small-mindedness and limitation, not thinking outside the box of I'm stuck in this tunnel. Well, look at the tools you have. You could actually take your way out or up. So that's, you know, I definitely think people, especially if you're looking at agendas, is ask yourself, how is this serving you? Because to me, it's about wear the mask or don't wear the mask or 5G or the chemtrails. And there are people that bring our awareness to that. And we've had them on this program before. And I think that's great because that's what they're called to do. But that's not the bigger umbrella or support. It is, as Tammy is saying in the chat, the ingenuity. So you have to know where you're called. And so living, ultimately living more awake and aware is living with what is, sliding to that energetic flow, and then essentially using your tools to find your way out or what is the bigger meat, what is the, the bigger idea in this, where is this ultimately leading us? We could not go to our next level without having this in place, what is being brought forth. You know, whether it's, you know, because now the, the, not only the metaphysical or esoteric, the spiritual veils by vibratory frequency have been dissolving so that people are more connected to the spirit realm. People are becoming more, many people, uh, empathic, intuitive, some people more psychic, waking up to their gifts. You know, I read it all the time. I hear it from all of you how, you know, especially on the YouTube channel, you're doing your readings, you're doing your Reiki, you're doing your following your art, you're helping other people, you're speaking your truth, you're, you're writing that book, you're, you're having your own business or business on the side, you're, you're doing your, your show your guests on Etsy, you know, you're starting your own blog or website or your own podcast, whatever it is, that is... That is the call. That is the message. Out of this chaos, I've been doing a lot of preparation for this Saturday, Saturday the 23rd, uh, tele-workshop where we're gonna, I'm going to introduce another key code, quantum key code, which are light codes that correspond to uh, vibrational building blocks through mathematical and equations and geometric um, symbolism because our our world is based the building blocks of it um, you could synthesize it down to um, compare it down to it's a synthesizing but you compare it down to we all know this fractals right everything comes from energy through creating certain shapes and forms and there's some main forms that are the building blocks of life uh, Tammy, thank you for putting it in the chat. Yeah, people, if you want to join in on this, um, I talked to a mathematician and got some input, um, quantum mathematician, scientist, and got some input, and then I've been doing some other research. Um, because it, So if you want to be a part of this, it's this Saturday, the 23rd, and you can find out more information on uh, soulplayground.life. Go to events and workshops. Uh, you can also go to Eventbrite, and it's also listed and uh, will be listed again on, on Facebook. 
if this is what spirit or your guides will do for you, they will give you some information. They will give you something that inspires you and, and then interests you. And by your interest, you will go on your own journey to investigate, to find out more, to connect with others. How we always by the help of each other. So not everyone has all the information. People get bits and pieces of it, and then we come together. It's having a great idea, then you have someone helping maybe with a logo or branding, guides you maybe in writing or social media. Someone helps you maybe with the financial end or was it about bartering or exchange. Someone helps you with connecting with other people. I may redo this workshop that I did on this when I talk about the amplifiers, um, the qualities of energy that people manifest or are born with. I'm just going to note because I think it's timely. So much to share. So going back to this, you have to look into what you're called and how you want to live because I can tell you and there are those that are meant to stay within. You can't even see it with military or strategizing. There are those that are that are meant to keep certain things at bay. And then there are those that are sent ahead to the outpost. Right? There's somebody that stays at the with the car or the or the spacecraft, whatever you want to say. Somebody stays at the base camp. Someone protects the base camp. Someone works within the system. Many someones. Some bridge the system from the old and the new. Some are sent ahead to, to build the new camp. Some are going back and forth from the new camp to the old camp or the outpost. Maybe they're not going back to the old base completely. They're not going within the system, but there's something between the old system and the new system the outpost, the transitional way. And, and that person is leading and guiding. Go to the left, go to the right. It's really hilly on the left. If you don't want to do hills, you want a flatter road, you know, just stay on this road. You know, if you want to go towards the beach and the mountains and go down the valley, then go to the right. If you want to go up higher and, and walk around, go to the left. Those we would call guides. What we, they can see also what's ahead because they're already there, whether they're your spirit guides, your higher self, your inner guidance, or metaphysical spiritual guides in physical form, teachers, mentors, psychic channels. But they can't tell you exactly everything to bring or what to do while you're there or while you're on the road. They can suggest to bring things or lighten up or it's a heavy, it's a long road. You may want to let go of some things. You want to, may want to bring more water, bring some coconut bars. Ultimately, a lot is up to your own deciding, your own decision. And so I'm just going to be clear, yes, being in the fight of it is not, is not the highest frequency. It's not the most expanded frequency. It takes a lot of energy to fight. And it takes a lot of energy to build. So at some point you have to decide, you know, and I guess people, you could look at it like, you know, Gandhi knew this, Martin Luther King, there's been others, the Dalai Lama, 
There's a reason. Oh, Bob's putting those set ahead are scouts. Yeah, well, some are scouts and then some build. Some just scout and say what's ahead and some help build what they've scouted or what's ahead, right? So we can look at a lot of pieces in this analogy, but I think you guys are getting what I'm saying, and I know a lot of you are on the same page. I'm just hoping some other people are listening also. And I just feel like I want to speak and I want to share this. So that you're asking yourself, is this getting me in a roundabout? And is this getting me angry to do something, create something positively? Or is this just getting me to fight? Because that could be your thing too, quiet resistance or loud resistance. But again, I'm going to say, you, you have to say, where is this getting me? Am I creating something new that people can come to that can land on? that can inspire them, uplift them, empower them, help them with some solutions. Because that's always where the soul goes. And we can look at this time and time and time again in humanity, whether you're going to talk about, you know, encampments, um, internments, whether Chinese Americans, people that came over from Africa, right, African-American, whatever indigenous people, what happened in Nazi Germany with the Nazis, with the Jewish people being in concentration camps. Yes, there needed to be those that fought, but then there were those that did it in their own way personally and, and built connections, brought people together, built something new, whether it was in the imprisonment, in their confinement, and or when they got out, or there were those that help other people, you know, to escape, or to nurture or inspire or take care of them, to comfort or to soothe them. So we play this out over and over until human with humanity until we understand this, until we learn as in, more individually and as a collective to move on and to rise above, to to seek the greater opportunity or opening that gets you out of the ping pong and duality. It's not to minimize it, it's to understand it, that that is operating on this earth plane, but that the creative solution or the idea comes when we step out of duality. That's the observer principle, right? When we step out, we know this in metaphysics. Uh, Tammy, well said, Michelle, love this. It's truly about conscious choice and using our free will, how we spend our energy. Yes, absolutely, Tammy. And my perception is whatever is shared or written, it for me in my view, in my arena and area, is if it's not leading to that, it's not, le it's not soul connected. It's not soul aligned. It's not leading to the bigger picture, the bigger unfolding. And it's going to keep you trapped because we can't solve the problem from good and evil, us and them. They're trying to control us, and we don't want to be controlled. Well, we are controlled to a certain degree in all circumstances. In relationships, when you go to school, there's certain rules and regulations and the job, uh, when you drive the car, when you walk on the beach. You know, you're hiking, it says, please don't, don't go off hike because these are very delicate plants or we're replanting here. 
So we can get caught in that or we can align to the flow and understand the chaos. See, some of the things I've been opening up to is to reframe that idea of randomness, that there really is not randomness in the universe. There's chaos, chaos before or, or confusion before new creativity, before something creative comes in. Think about it. When you don't know what to do, you're going back and forth in your mind, you're overwhelmed, what should I, should I do, that? my choices, blah, 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 blah. In that confusion, at some point you're going to do something or something's going to trigger some kind of mental clearing where a, a new idea comes in or thought or new something that you're able to do or to act upon. Or the other options don't pan out and something else pans out. But as long as you stay locked in the indecision or ping-ponging back and forth from us and them and they're doing this to us, you know, and I don't want this control and this and that, again, that is some, some people's experience and, and that is a needed and necessary aspect. But the creative solution doesn't come from that. It's necessary. It's necessary with us individually. It's part of the human aspect, how we process psychologically how we try to make sense of things, because the ego is very black and white. But when I learn to rise above the black and white, and that's when we're connecting with the soul. That's when we're moving into the higher perspective or the higher consciousness. You know, this is the person that in the middle of the demonstration, I don't know where I saw this, I think it was in the 60s, where they just sat, the peace in, and they just sat. Some of them got carried away. But it's harder to carry a lot of people that are just sitting, especially with television, not fighting, not screaming and yelling, but quietly sitting. I think, yes, it was the 60s, right, the sit-in. And that got a lot of notice because what did you see on whatever time, whatever the magazines were, the television, you saw police with billy clubs, military, and these people just sitting quietly and being dragged off or lifted up. And people said, oh, 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 wait a minute. Ooh, ooh, what's happening here? But screaming and yelling at each other, both sides, even the side that might be more conscious or right in that situation, it's like a confused mind tunes out. It's like, oh, but look at, well, they're screaming and yelling too, and it's scary. for Sure, it would be scary. Even if police have guns or billy clubs or whatever they have or military, it's scary when a lot of a group is charging at you. And for the protesters that don't have any weapons, that's even more frightening to be charged. But there's something in the middle, and you have to decide what that is. And we don't know it until we're in that quiet moment, that quiet until the fighting is over. We go home, we sit at home, we get the great idea. The fighting is over in our mind. The fear of being taken advantage of, of losing our rights. Something comes in, something, some insight, new understanding, some inspiration that gives us inspired action, a call to action of what to do. People are going to need, and they need now even, landing spots, landing places where let me see the bigger meaning. Let me see 
where this is all leading. Why is this happening? This is not happening to just be mean to us. There's a greater hand, and I use that euphemistically. There's a greater energy. There's a greater trend in all of this. And the more we can align to that, the more we access our highest potential, the more we access our co-creative energy, or as Dr. Bruce Lipton likes to say, the creator genes that we are. We have creator cells within our body. I think even Jude Curvan talked about this the other day. But we are creator cells within the universe. So we either create more stress and strife or we acknowledge the stress and strife I always say we kvetch about it. We kvetch about it a little. We had to talk. Yeah, we got. Oh my God! Can you believe what's happening? But to live in that place, you're not going to access your soul. You're going to miss your own opportunity out of all this chaos to create something magical for yourself and for others. Because out of chaos comes new order. Out of confusion comes creativity. Think of the painter Jason Pollock, you know, or, or anybody, any artist, you come, the, the, the page is blank. It's all blank. It's scary. I've got a deadline. What am I going to write? What am I going to paint? I haven't painted for, what am I going to say? I don't know. I don't know. But your greatest masterpiece doesn't come in that turmoil. It comes after you resolve, you let it go. You go, okay, I just don't know. You shrug your shoulders and boom, there it is. So that is the awakening. Truly, the succession of awakenings is to bring us more living and living from our soul, which is the higher, our higher self, living less and less out of wounding us and against them. We can all do it. I do it. Yes, it, 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 part, yes, there is us and them, and they have more. They have more money or more power, the 1%, the 1% of the 1%. Yes, they want them to do this vaccines to make more money for their families, on and on. It's an old system. Yes, this and that, tracking. We could go on and on and on. But that doesn't all have to come to the frightening conclusions people are making if people use their ingenuity to create something new. You out-create the problem, the stuckness. The imp- you out-create it. You don't become a prisoner in the mind. See, that's what's happening. It's really about the mind. And I've been blessed to have in my life of one great artist uh, that were lived through the concentration camps. And that was the one thing they told me. Now, mind you, some people don't survive and they still do this. But it, you know, again, that's Everybody's path is different. But the ones that survived and later thrived, especially a lot of them became amazing, major, uh, amazing artists, um, jewelry designers. They said I, they didn't imprison my mind. In my mind, I imagined wonderful things. In my mind, I imagined when this was over what I would do. In my mind, I designed these jewel, this jewelry that later I was able to make. In my mind, I went to restful places. And that's not spiritual bypass. That's programming. That's creating the script as to what is to come and what you want to live out, what you want to create. So that's why meditation, that's why mindfulness. Our mind, our higher mind especially, 
is very powerful. And then when we align the spirit, the spirit realm, it's even more powerful. And this is why, and I wrote a post on this today on Facebook, because I was writing a client something, and then it hit me when I wrote, if, I'm glad this resonates to you. I didn't even put with you. I put to you, and I reread it. If something resonates to you, that means it's most in alignment to your soul, to you. If it's not resonating very much or you're feeling some angst, that means there's too much dissonance and ultimately could actually long-term be harmful. It's like eating something that doesn't resonate. You smell it and it doesn't smell right. Something feels off, but you go ahead and bypass it, your intuition, your inner knowing, and then you get a little tummy ache. Or you're tired and you don't listen to yourself and you're, oh, I'll go, I'll show up, I'll do it, and then you just have a horrible time. You feel off. Maybe you get sick or you, or you see someone you didn't want to have to talk to, whatever the circumstance. Or it just strains you. Now, again, sometimes that happens and you have an amazing experience. But what I have found, if you do, there was always something right before you left or, or met with that person or went to that place or did whatever the action was, there would be a relief of, okay, I'll go. Or not like, I'll go, okay. Not like forcing. So resonance to you means that it's holding the highest level of vibrational frequency for you in any given situation, idea, circumstance, or if you're talking about a person. There's enough there, 97, 98, 99. There's enough there. Needs to be upwards of, they used to say 80, 85%. I would say shoot for the 90s and high 90s in, in a given circumstance. Because the more you're in resonance, the more you're connecting to your spirit, your spiritual essence, your spirit team, spirit guides, the guidance of the archangels, the angelic realm, the oversouls. You are alignment with what perhaps you may not, some can see, but some can't see, the spirit realm. The other part of you, other aspect of you that actually has more of the juice. Tammy, that's an awesome subtle difference there. Love, resonate to you. Yeah, Tammy, it just hit me. I was like, because I was glad this resonates with you, with you. But now you say to you, resonates to you. That's a, it's a very subtle difference but it's a very big difference. It's very telling. It resonates to me. That means there's a simile. It's similar, similar enough. Or it could be, even be almost, you know, nothing's ever exact, but close enough. So if I'm humming at 9.8 and, and somebody, and you're feeling this really resonates to me and you're feeling it in your body mind, it's probably around 90, maybe 95, maybe 97. Complete resonance, we hear nothing, we as is. We, we go back into the all that is. Um, but it's like getting in the meditative state, that resonance, we get into samadhi or oneness, right? Uh, Bob, do you mean a frequency just higher than we are now? Well, you can be bumped up in frequency, Bob. 
But if something resonates to you, it's resonating at your current frequency. This is why the more expanded we live, the more expanded experiences or the more life-enhancing experiences we have. I had an amazing reading the other day with a, a, a new Awakenings listener, but she met me uh, through YouTube. And we said, I said something, I think it was a friend of hers or somebody came in. Yes, yes. And I was describing him, and he recently passed on. And she was like, oh, my God, he recently died. And he came in with this information that was perfect for her. It was totally confirmed by her, her story and what she needed to hear. But I started having just goosebumps all over my body when he was coming in. And I was describing him. And then she's like, oh, my God, that's so-and-so. And she got goosebumps all over her. can't remember his name. I think I feel him in here again. <laughs> um, Jeff, I believe. I don't remember. Anyway. So that means we're, there's a resonance. We were we are at such high frequency together, resonating. We started in our regular kind of frequency, um, but I had been meditating, so I tune in before I do reading. So I was pretty expanded, and then she got very expanded, and this being coming in from the other side helped expand our energy, and we both resonated to each other. So we both got confirmation bumps, goosebumps. My whole head was tingling and my whole body. And the reading just flowed. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. It was just such a wonderful, not just verbal, mental, emotional, but spiritual, metaphysical, quantum exchange. And that's where, and that's why when you do this kind of work, maybe afterwards you can get tired on a, on a human level, but while you're in it, especially, you're so enlivened and uplifted, enriched, energized, because it is, you're in the subtle energy. This is why sometimes in readings when people fight something or what is this or I don't believe or no, that's not me, if I have to go into explanation, again, us and them, me trying to convince, this is what I'm seeing and why, and they're not, then they're not seeing it. And I'll tell people, you're lowering the vibrational frequency right now because I'm not attached to what's coming through for you. I, I, I'm not trying to push you one way or the other. It's just what's coming through. You know. And then a lot of times those people will email me or the next session, they'll say, oh, my God, that's happened exactly, you know, like you said it was going to. And like one person I had kept telling in the readings, I was like, you need to have an online portion to your business. And then by March, that's what's coming through from your guides and your higher self. They want you working more online. Well, finally, after months, this person did it. But they were, I don't want to do that. I like how I work. I don't, it's like, okay, I'm just telling you the message. This message keeps coming through for some reason. And, and launch is probably February would be perfect of this, of this year. This was last year over in the summer. So they went ahead and did it, and now I got all these calls and emails, and, oh, my God, thank you, because I, would, I wouldn't have had a business with this COVID-19, and everything happened in March. So now they're doing quite well, being very life-enhanced in a life-enhancing way and financial way because they launched this online business, online portion to what they do, and they're – the people they work with are very open to working with them this way. Um, 
so they even interface with the hospital and they do it all through Zoom. So sometimes we just have to wait and take it within. What does this really mean? Why is this, what's, okay, let me process on the human level. I don't like this. I don't have the control. This isn't fair. This is hardship. This is horrible. I don't want to be sick. I don't like getting sick. All this. And then you have to say, okay, where is this going in the quantum level? Where is this going? What, look at, look, and I always say this, you can see in the media, the TV, you can see, the, you know, in all forms, breakdown, becoming, becoming more local, becoming more individual. You can see where we're going. The middle part, yeah, there, it's hor- there's some horrible parts to it. But as long as you stay in the strife and the struggle, in the horrible parts, you're going to miss your opening. You're going to miss your cue of what piece do you have? What, what's your part in all of this? What are you co-creating? What are you creating? And that, living in that place and answering those questions, as Tammy said in the chat, the ingenuity, the resilience, the resolve. We all know what the problem and the struggle is and the strife. We all know the, the hardship. But what people actually want to know is how do you survive this and what's the greater meaning? That's where I like to play. Because we could all sit around the water cooler, virtual or in person, and complain. And it's horrible and this and that and I'm not going to do this. But the more you broadcast that, it blocks your individual, like the collective up-leveling. It blocks the insight, the inspiration the innovation, the invention. It blocks the new emerging consciousness from coming in that says, oh, this is horrible, but there's a, there's a light over here. There's a patch over here. And here's this idea. Was it Mick Quinn? Um, yes, what's the greater meaning, Divine Mystic? And what was the artist? It wasn't Mick Quinn. He was another great guest we had on. Um, Neil Hogg, Neil Haig. Neil Haig, I do believe he has a Facebook page. And somebody asked years ago, I think this was around 2009, maybe, and we were talking about this and what was to come. And somebody said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do in the old system? How are we going to change it? And he said, and many have, it's like the fairground. And And you used to go to this fairground all the time. And now you go and it's it's old, it's decrepit, you know, the, the, the Ferris wheel needs paint. There's still people there. And you walk a little further and there's a new fairground and everything is new. And it, there's a lot of light there. And what did he say? What are we going to do? We're just going to stop going to the old fairground. We're going to go to the new one. But the new one has to be built, has to be created. It's bit by bit, individual, collective, right? We are creating the new fairground. It doesn't just appear, the new playground, the soul playground. That's why my website's called soulplayground.life, soulplayground.com, the soul playground. You step off of the other. You start bringing the other tools, the other things to the, to the new. 
The other one stays there for a while, and sometimes we maybe have to go back and forth. But for the systems to dissolve or break, there has to be something, unfortunately, that's widespread, which pan means just that. All right, everyone, I hope this brought some insight. Um, I had a lot of questions on this, um, some of you in the chat. Look for the silver lining. Get your confirmations from the spirit realm, you know, and know your calling. What is your calling? It will be what you're called to do, what brings those goosebumps, that, what brings the, oh, gosh, how you really want to help. White calla lily, we're going to the light, the new one. Yeah, the light is brighter. There's light in the old system too, but it depends what you want. Do you want multicolored lights, maybe some LED lights, big sunlight, full moonlight? You know, the choice is there. The same elements are in both playgrounds or fairgrounds. Similar similar rules. The rules in the new one are updated. They're more expanded. So it's our choice where we choose to keep going. We see people falling off the Ferris wheel. Now we can go back and get them. Or we can create a place for them to come. Or we can hang out there, try to paint the old Ferris wheel when the person tells us, oh, we don't need to paint it. Just leave it as it is. Or we can go to the new one where they're saying, hey, come paint this. You know, or everyone has a has a choice in what color we're painting this. So it's up to us to decide. Yes, absolutely white calla lily, but the new one is about oneness. The collective all are accepted, if I'm hearing that correctly. Yes, absolutely. That's why the rising out of duality. I mean, I've had horrible things happen to me. Yes, I would still don't particularly... Every now and then I have a little moment of not liking that person or what they're doing or what they get in their life or it's unfair. But you don't stay there. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying not to be human. What I'm suggesting is you don't stay there in that limiting perspective. You can, but I I don't know how people live that way. I just don't. I honestly don't. It's To me it's too painful because I know on some level – whatever horrible has happened to me, not that it should have happened, but there was something out of there that I learned or received or it opened me up to something. Like some people say, you know, a heartache to heartbreak to heart opening. So we have both. So it just chooses, your choice is where you choose to reside. What's your chronic emotional state? You know, what's your inner landing page look like? You can flip through the other emotions, but where do you, are you making your choices from? That's what we're talking about. All right, let's get to callers, and then we have our guests, which will be coming on. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hey, Michelle. How are you? Hey. I'm doing great. How are you? Who is Hi, it? thank you. My name is Diane. Hi, Diane. And I have a question for you. Okay, so the night before last, um, I had a dream, and I was laying on a bed opposite somebody, and we were having a conversation. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. I started feeling all this shoving coming from the left side of me. And then I kept hearing, hey, hey, hey. And then I woke up, 
And I still kept hearing, hey, even after I woke up. So my question to you is, can you tell me who that person was? And do you know what the message may have been? Like, it sounded like a somebody maybe in their early 20s, and it was a female voice. And I was annoyed that they were pushing me, but I wasn't actually scared. So... Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I heard was pay attention. Hey, hey, pay attention. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like you're to be paying attention to your dream state. Tammy saying, hey, wake up. The message is, hey, wake up. And I feel like on some level I feel like it's an aspect of you that you're on the, on the spirit level that you're meant to go back to some dreams or ideas that you had in your 20s and bring them forward. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. Well, actually, so my intent before I actually went to bed was um, where is my, what did I, what did, the question that I asked or that I posed was um, where is my life going? And then after that, like, there you go. Was, uh, yeah. Okay. So a lot of time, so first of all, it's telling me, hey, pay attention, pay attention to the sign. But a lot of times, spirit or a higher self will reflect to us a sign, a symbol, or an image of us at a time frame that has meaning. Sometimes people see it as a little kid, their inner child, or, you know, the little girl, the little boy inside. And it will point you to an age and stage of something that you're completing or healing from to move forward. So there could be healing that needs to be done of that age and stage, there could be, and within that healing, there will have been something that you needed to do or wanted to do or some idea that you had that needs to be brought forward in a new way. But definitely pay attention. Keep paying attention to your dreams. You're getting nudged. Okay. So that wasn't like By any your, other, because I, I heard it even after I woke up. I kept hearing, hey, it was like to the left of me. So that wouldn't have been anything else other than potentially my higher self. I feel it's your higher self, but you have to tune in to see what you feel for you. I feel like you're you're getting a message to pay attention because you just asked the question, where am I supposed to be going? What am I supposed to be doing What's for my next level of life? So mm-hmm. you have to go within yourself to know that. It has to be revealed to you, right? Yeah, yeah. Why, exactly. why, it's, taking that, why it's taking that form is going to have some kind of meaning for you. Okay. And that's going to be a part of your waking up. Like Tammy was saying, hey, wake up. So you're waking up to an aspect of you. Yeah, exactly. All right, Diane, keep us posted. Yeah, you're waking up to that aspect of you. Yeah, a lot of our awakening is awakening to parts of us that we haven't lived out, that that we've submerged, if you will, that's been repressed or suppressed. So a lot of the waking up is awakening up to the fullness of ourselves, other aspects of ourselves that need to get lived out. That's wholeness. That's living more whole, which the soul is is as much wholeness as we can get. Okay. Okay. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle and Damla. How are you? Hey, Amla. Doing great. How are you? (laughs) Um, so I'm just actually wondering about the next month, um, or whatever you feel, 
I am writing this new, I have a lot of inspiration in me. I think the world needs it. So I'm just wondering, um, do you sense or feel when this book might be published? I don't feel, you don't have a publisher yet is what I'm hearing, right? Um, I did have one. Yeah, I'm going to go with another one. That's okay. Because it feels like something's in the, okay, so you just, you, did you switch yet? No. Okay, that's why it's reading. Okay, so you have to get with the other one. Um, I don't know. It feels like, okay, is there issues with them? Yeah, it feels like it, I, I don't know. I feel next year. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's with the, uh, yeah, you need to get lock it down with the other, because right now it's, it's like you're in between. It's not registering that you're with someone else. And there yes. seems to be editing that has to be done. So I don't know yes. if you're doing that now, but yeah. No, I'm not doing it now, but it's just, it's it's a quote book. So I didn't think it'd be next year because I'm pretty, like, I want to actually, bottom line, getting to the point, I, I want to actually write a quickie book, so to speak, where I could be deep and not have to back it up like a thesis statement. I could just be like another female version of Mark Twain or something. Well, you see what it is. Right now it's not reading that you have the publisher. So you got to lock it down with the publisher. Make sure you have that publisher. And an e-book is different than, yeah, another kind of book. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm getting, Amla. But you're on the right track. You're definitely on the right path with the the writing. And just get with that other publisher. I I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't wait too long is what I'm hearing. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. I'm actually going to interview just like interviewing for a job. You know, it has, you know, I have now a lot more questions, a lot more knowledge. So, you know, I know when it's right, just like intuitively. Yeah. I'll, oh, I'll good. Use that. Trust your intuition. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Much Absolutely. peace. Take care. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, this is Katie. Thank you so much for taking my call. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I wanted to ask a question about um, I'm moving. Um, I'm planning on moving in, a few, in uh, maybe by August, September, hopefully before. And um, I wanted to know what are you getting about me moving? I'm trying to um, – I believe I'm being guided to move out of town, um, I just wanted to see what you were getting about me. I would say yes, and I've been saying this on the program and in the workshops that I do. I feel a mass exodus this year, <laughs> and I thought the last yeah, people are going to be moving cross country, internationally. Some people are in the city; they're going to be moving to the country or smaller living, little villages. Some people that are living in the country are, are like, I want to be in the city. Or I want to be with these people. I want to live in a, you know, group dwelling. I want to buy a house with my friends. So one of the things, and I feel if we look astrologically with the Venus uh, retrograde in Gemini and the the retrogrades that are happening now, uh, Pluto, Saturn, and we got Neptune and Mercury next uh, month. I think I mixed one. Saturn, Jupiter, and uh, Saturn, Jupiter as well. So 
it's causing everyone, especially that Venus retrograde, to, to reevaluate where and how they want to live. And mm-hmm. even if you're not looking at it astrologically, from a common sense point of view, with this pandemic and all that this has meant, people are reevaluating where they want to live and how they want to live and who they want to be around, in ca- mm-hmm. not only in case of emergency, but to create more life enhancement, you know, you want to be in a place where you have to walk. I've heard some people say, oh, I, do, I, want, to, I want to be in the, you know, the multi-story or the skyscraper where I have the doorman and everything's there, and the dry cleaning, and some people are living that way and going, nope, I want to have a yard, you know, and be in a little house. Yeah, cottage. yeah. Yeah, so I definitely feel you're feeling that call of where it's best for you to be for the most life enhancement and more for your soul. For, mm-hmm. for comfort and soul expression. So, yes, I do feel like the move is not only right for you, but I do see you moving and moving successfully. So it may be a little not exactly in the timing you want, but I do feel within the next few months that you're definitely moving. Yes, All right, Katie? Ex- yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. All right. Yes, the mass exodus for many people, for your next level of unfolding. That's another way to look at it. All right, everyone, it is time for our awakening dialogue. Uh, we have with us today Amy, uh, Amy Pemensky. Uh, she's a speaker, mindset coach, and facilitator. Uh, her, one of her main focuses is supporting women to overcome their limiting beliefs and create unshakable confidence. Her mission is to empower to create a life filled with passion, purpose, and joy. Amy uses her signature, Discover Your Confidence mythology, to support for breakthroughs through fears so that women can become the best version of themselves. Let's welcome to the program Amy Pemensky. Hello, Amy. How are you doing? Welcome to the program. Hello, Hi. Amy. Welcome Thanks for having program. me. Can you hear All me? Right. I can nail yes. Yay. Sounds great, Amy. Okay, people heard you. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, this is great. So we've got Didi from Australia saying hi. Okay. Hi there. All right, Amy. So let's dive in. I always like to ask a little bit of what people are doing right now, but also your first awakening to get on your own path and then the next awakening to bring you to what you're doing now. What inspired you to move in this direction? Beautiful. Yes, I think awakenings are such a great place to share about really those transformational journeys. And awakenings aren't always fun and easy to start off with, but they really do open up so much. So um, what I do today is I am a coach and a facilitator for women to connect with their truth and to create a life that actually is bringing them joy and supporting their well-being and is in alignment with their purpose. So what a lot of the work that I do is mindset work of getting around the fears and the blocks that are stopping women from taking the leap if they're in a job that they don't love or in a relationship that's not serving them or even how to develop an even better relationship with themselves so that they can actually enjoy their life. So maybe they actually like their job or they, they want to stay. And 
really learning how to enjoy that more and, and enjoy the journey along the way. So um, I absolutely love the women that I work with and I really love working, bringing women together to grow together. And I think that there's such a gift in women rising together and women being witnessed together in community and being supported by one another. And I actually find just so much deep healing happens in that space when women gather together. So the last year and a bit, I've hosted monthly new moon circles. Those are on pause for right now. Um, But I just Mm. find that when women come together, that there's so much that we can learn from one another. And there's also such deep sisterhood wounds that a lot of women hold in their relationship with other women. So in the sacred space that I create and that I hold with my, with my clients and with my community, it's a safe to really, it's a space to really heal that and then take that healing out into the other relationships with women in their life. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if we can touch on this a bit, because I can't tell you, and I'm sure because of your specializing this, you've had a lot of uh, women say this, I've had so many, and some of them are friends, colleagues, and definitely women over the years that I've worked with, that have even told me I, I so much prefer working with a man. Um, the, the women are, are harsher or have been, or the woman, woman boss or su- supervisor, or I feel competition. I just worked with someone uh, last week that's actually in the TV film industry and said, oh, I have such issues with the women, you know, at my level. They seem to be, you know, um, jealous or difficult. If I get a, you know, a greenlit on something, I find that, you know, how can I trust that they want to just be my friend or they're wanting favors or they're not happy for my success. And I really want to talk about this because a lot of people, there's not a lot of places that people are actually at least now, speaking this, and unfortunately it still goes on. What are your thoughts around that, and what do you feel it can be done or a remedy to bring more of that sisterhood that you speak of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely a cultural dynamic in the way that women relate to one another, and part of it is competition, especially when you take something like corporate America, which is where a lot of my clients work in is, you know, they, there's a, there's a desire to continue to be the best and anyone who gets in the way of that, you know, you've got to protect yourself. And I think that's really essentially what women are doing is it's not intentionally malicious. I believe that every woman at her core is love and that she is kind and compassionate and nurturing yet when she feels threatened or when she feels like, something might be taken from her, even if that person hasn't done that before, they have a mistrust. So there's an, there's an innate mistrust mm-hmm. that has been bred mm-hmm. and programmed in our society, which I find to be really, really unfortunate. And I also know I've seen in very, very short amount of time, women be able to heal this relationship. And for me, it really starts with looking at your relationship with yourself and taking a look at, because every relationship is a mirror. And if you are truly confident within yourself and you really do have a relationship, loving relationship with yourself and you know your value and you know your purpose, when that's the case, then you can look at any, any um, 
resistance in any other relationships. And you can even look to these other women and see it for what it is. Like it's not actually personal. It's their own story around women and sisterhood and trust. And it's actually that they have their own limiting beliefs around it. And then it doesn't actually have that much to do with you. So things that might have bothered you before where you might have compared yourself or you might feel less than you're not even going to be thinking about that. Really. It's going to be far less in your mind and you're going to be more focused on yourself and also in a really good way and also being more forgiving. Like just knowing that anytime that someone is mean or hurtful, it comes from their own hurt and their own pain. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, because in a way it is, you can see their wounding and all of us have been there at some point. And in a way it's like, I like to hold a, a thought of they will actualize, they'll realize and then actualize their next level or their creativity or their self-expression, whatever they are that they're wanting. Because clearly that's what's happening. So I like that you're saying that. So in a way you're having people look within, you're having that person look within, but maybe also have some understanding and compassion of what that other person is going through. Yeah, and I think that, like I mentioned before, there's this is deeply rooted in culture and society. So, yes, it can be done. I believe that it needs to be done on an individual level. And also I do feel that it's necessary for us to have many safe spaces where women can explore themselves and where they can be themselves, their authentic selves, and feel like they're not going to be judged. And that's how you heal it is it's for the first time being seen by another woman without judgment, without Um, you know, jealousy without comparison and just really being human together is really powerful. So I do think that it will require on a larger scale, whether it's coaches or facilitators or event hosts, whatever that is, to be creating these healing spaces for women to support one another. And this comes from my own journey for sure around, you know, never really feeling like I fit in with other women. I had a lot of mistrust where women, you know, talked behind my back or they, they did things that were super mistrusting that I, you know, didn't feel like I deserved or didn't feel like I did anything to, to warrant that. And so this has been a huge healing journey for me. And I'm so grateful now for the women that I do have in my life because it really um, enriches my life in so many ways. I, I never feel like I'm alone on this journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is cultural. There, there is a, and I think part of it came, comes from so many instances that there can only be one woman. Even if you look at the the, the freight key um, queen bee, you know, there can, we've gotten this whether it's in a dating situation, a, a personal social situation, a corporate situation either there hasn't been as many opportunities or there's been this cultural directive that there's only one, or if there's a few women, there's always one that's the queen, you know, the main one. And so there, I feel there has been this cultural um, pitting against, you know. um, And what do you, if something is cultural, what do you say the antidote is? So let's say people start recognizing this, whether it's individually, they're seeing it in the collective somehow, whether what's the educational system or corporate, whatever the system is. What's empowering for 
a woman to do in that situation, especially let's say they get promoted or they get a new job and now they find themselves in this culture and they already, they know this, you know, they've seen this and they know where it's coming from. How does one navigate through this? I would say that to be love, like if they're showing up as love and they're authentically sharing their gifts or they're authentically showing up in their work in a way that's with integrity and they're using their skill sets and like to be loving. And if someone is, you know, trying to whatever, take them down or is not being loving towards them, not feeding into that because the feeding into Mm -hmm. it is what actually allows it to continue going. So you know, really looking at how do you use your words? Are you talking about other women behind their back? Are you thinking negatively about these women? Like your thoughts and your words are so powerful and can really impact everyone around you. And so I really believe that if you are the example of love, that people will rise to meet you or they will take Mm. their time to go through their own journey and then eventually get there on their own. But um, if, mm-hmm. if hate or if darkness is met with love, like there's, there, there's nothing that can, like love always wins. It always wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very true. Um, I want to share something with you and the listeners. It reminds me. Okay, well, uh, I'll do that in a minute. White Calla Lily in the chat is saying, it could be difficult, especially when those beliefs of only one or competition, which is competitive scarcity, mindset doesn't align with your own i know it's been difficult for me because i don't subscribe to that mindset yeah so that's a good that's a good point um and that's why i'm saying if you're in this environment in a way you there's a blending of the rules right or the mindset because you have the culture that's there and then you have what you're bringing in right amy Yeah, well, I believe that we create our own reality, and I also believe that if we always come from an empowered space, then we can say, okay, I'm choosing to be in this corporate environment, or I'm choosing to be Mm -hmm. in this role, and if I'm choosing to be in it, then I get to choose how I relate to what's happening here. If, you know, that environment is toxic, or it's not supportive, or it's really negative, then you get to choose to create a new environment or find a new position that is supportive for you. So I don't think anyone is a victim to this. I think that this is something that everyone has empowerment over. Is it challenging? Of course it's challenging. Um, and I know that many women deal with this on a daily basis, and it's, a, it's something that many women don't talk about, like you mentioned. But I do feel that there is opportunity for, you know, doing the best that you can to, to be love, to be in integrity, to, to focus on your own well-being, and to be be loving towards others. And then if on a collective level in the culture that you're working in, like it's very toxic for you, then that is a choice that you get to make of, am I choosing to stay here? Am I choosing to be in this environment? Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I guess I will share this because this does really highlight what you're talking about. I had a few months ago a regular client of mine that actually bumped up against this had, had we get in our session had said that something had happened with them and, and their boss in a in a group situation emails back and forth and they asked my opinion of what they had stated because the, the boss really got angry with them kind of shot them down and really x them from 
uh, further emails back and forth, ceasing. And I said, oh, my gosh, you, let's just hear me out. I said, I could see it. I could see how the, the, what you said and how you handled it really isolated. And I said, you've got to think that he does support you and like you and brought you into this. By, this was by things that she had told me in the past. And so we talked about it, and she's like, she then she saw it, and she said, what should I do? And I said, I would just send a little email maybe saying, didn't mean to come across this way or do this. I, I so am grateful for what you're doing or how you're helping or what you're bringing in. Next time I'll bring it to you personally and, and how, you know, how can we do this better or go forward. And, and my thing, Amy, I want to get your take on this. What I saw in him intuitively was that, First of all, even though he's the big director and the boss of, you know, everyone, he also has a people pleaser and was trying to bring people together and trying to manage a lot. He was also newly in the position and had taken a liking to my client brought in, but had dropped the ball in a couple things, you know, which everybody does, especially when you're managing a lot of people. So he mm-hmm. shut down and went into his little boy, even though he's the boss. He went, woo, he went, <laughs> There we go. He disappeared uh, into the wounded child in her boss, and I could so see that. But you're right. You know that she did that email, and he's been so he turned it around. Said, "I'm glad you said that. I value your work and what you bring. Uh, yes, anything like that. Let's just one on one, or we'll set a meeting together. You know, personal meeting, whatever you guys do in the corporate culture, however you do that, um, and talk it out. And brought has since brought her in on some things." Um, to really highlight her skill set, but it worked. It worked. He responded to, in a, you know, higher consciousness, you know, humanity level, and now she sees, oh, this is the limitation. You know, this is how to handle something or take handle somebody or the communication and knowing that person. Because my contention is even bosses, and you said earlier, everyone's, you know, we're all human. We're all trying Maybe people are scared or they're feeling threatened, like you said, or that, you know, competition. But to your point, I share this with you and the listeners, exactly what you're saying, it it did work. It worked in that situation, and since then it worked in other situations. And it seems to me, I want to get your take on this, in a way, I feel like we all have to be a bit more mindful. Maybe it's a type of mindfulness practice or observing that we have to, again, not get in that us and them or they did this to me or they're trying to hurt me or harm me, but what is that person actually going through? Why are they responding this way, right? Maybe how mm-hmm. can I be misperceived? Well, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that way. I feel like, especially in a corporate environment, everyone just wants to keep their job and they want to make more money and they want to be seen well by their authority or their boss. And so people are going to be acting in the system based on what's in their best interest. And so if perhaps her email made him look bad or made him look like he didn't have his stuff together or something like that, he's going to react in that way because he's protecting himself. So, you know, there are a lot of really underlying and and I've worked with women from very large corporations and I've heard some pretty, 
pretty unfortunate situations where there's lots of gaslighting and manipulation. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes on in corporate that is not the, is not the bright side of life. Let's put it that way. But um, yes, I think the more awareness that we can look at, everyone is human. They're all doing the best they can. And they're also in those situations doing what's in their best interest. And it's oftentimes not personal. Mm-hmm. So part of what I'm hearing you saying is there is an empowered way, and this is what you help women do, to navigate through this. It's not all made a complete. You are. Okay. So that, and what would you say some of the key points to navigating, um, because it does come, and by the way, it, I've, I've been in, you know, spiritual centers, very well-known, you know, you universities, settings where people would think this doesn't happen, and sometimes they're worse, they do happen. So there's something in the collective, mm-hmm. you know, when people get together, their stuff comes out, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can all run to the Himalayas and live in a cave. So mm-hmm. what would you say, so it, key points in navigating this, knowing that most likely we're going to bump up against, um, as like Kalalele is saying in the chat, there could be gaslighting and manipulation that it goes on so much. Um, mm-hmm. Because you seem like you're navigating through it. You're seeing it. You're not really taking it personally. You're saying, you know, this is kind of the human condition or people, and you've said the word protection quite a bit. Like people are trying to protect themselves or their position. Um, if you could speak to that a little bit and then what are key points in navigating through this? Yeah, so we'll start with the key points in navigating is the it, it's the same as with any relationship or any conflict really is first bringing mindfulness to it. So instead of being reactive and jumping on the email and mm. writing back right away or instead of going and complaining to your coworker about it, like take a moment and be with it. Maybe go for a little walk and take a moment to come back to your center before you, you act from a place of, reactivity and and not Mm -hmm. maybe not make a choice or communicate in a way that actually is representative of who you are and how you want to navigate it so I think that's the first piece is like not being reactive in the moment and really taking a pause and taking a step back and looking at the entire situation and then the second step is taking personal ownership so instead of blaming and saying they did this, this, and this, take a look at the situation and just really look at it and, and not from a place of blaming yourself, but hey, like where, where did I show up out of integrity or where did I show up in a way that maybe didn't meet these standards or like how can I be, have communicated more clearly in the first place or asked a question to get clarity before I worked on that project? Like where could I have shown up differently and just take ownership for that? And then that's where you actually start the conversation from because it will take out the defensiveness. And when you, ha- when you start a conversation from that place and you take ownership, people don't feel like you're attacking them or don't feel like you're like, um, yeah, they, they don't feel like they need to be defensive. So there's more of an open conversation of like, hey, I recognize that I didn't show up in this way or I, I missed this. I apologize. I didn't see that. And you know, um, you know, this is what happened. And, and then you can, you can say, Hey, next time, can you communicate that more clearly? Or 
um, you know, what would help me to show up that way next time is if I had a little bit more advanced notice. So I don't have an exact mm-hmm. example, so it's a little bit challenging to give, but I do think that there is well, these are a good. way of communication of instead of letting things build up and getting mad, getting, you know, more upset or more frustrated about the situation is really speaking your truth. That's a lot of what I work with my clients on as well is really speaking their truth and, and sharing if something's not working for them or sharing if they feel like something's off because if they feel that way, it probably is. And I find that a lot of women second guess themselves and make themselves wrong yeah. when usually there is actually something that's not working or that there's a, there's a disconnect. And just by putting words on it, there's, there's always a solution. There's always a way that you can work through it. Yeah. Now, what if we have a question in the chat that you do that or you've tried that and the people are not as receptive and they need, they need the job? Um, is it just to I know that that's how that, that person is? Personally, I believe that the universe doesn't want you to suffer and God doesn't want you to suffer. And I believe that mm-hmm. if you have shown up to your best, then one of the most empowered things that you can do is actually just start to look for other positions. I don't believe that anyone can only have one job and one job only. I believe that there are, are endless opportunities if you open your eyes to them. If you believe that there's no other job for you, there's no other opportunity for you, there is no other opportunity. So I'm not saying to just quit your job and leave. What I'm saying is actually open your eyes and see what else is out there. And I've even had clients apply to other jobs, even though they're staying at their job, just so that they can see that there are other opportunities out there that they can be hired in different places. And I, I do think that that can be a very limited mindset that like I, I need this job and it's the only job that I can get hired for and really looking at what skills do you have and what other places could you apply those skills. It might not be obvious at first, but if you start opening up your eyes to possibilities, they will start to show up for you. Mm. Okay. Sounds good. Now you talk also about developing confidence to overcome fear. If you can touch on that a bit, what's the correlation there between the developing the confidence and overcoming the fear? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so confidence, the way that I like to break it down is your belief in yourself. And confidence comes from the way that, that we develop confidence is through how you talk to yourself and through your relationship with yourself and your worthiness and your self-trust. So there's many different factors that play into confidence and um, fear comes from ego. And the other pieces that we work on is really connecting to your soul. You can't be in fear. Like it's either your thoughts are fear-based or they are love-based. And when you start to build up your love-based thoughts, your belief in yourself, your belief in the universe, that's building up your confidence and your when your faith is greater than your fear or when your belief is greater than your fear, then you're able to take aligned action. But if fear always gets in your way and you don't have the confidence to take those next steps, if fear keeps blocking you, then you'll continue to stay stuck. So I like to talk about also like dancing with your fears, learning what your fears are, understanding where they come from, learning how to, move through your fears and instead of letting them hold you back is actually learning from them. And when you have the confidence to 
to do that or when, when you're working and dancing with your fear and you're building your confidence at the same time, then, things, then you're able to take more action. So most women are stuck in taking action in their life. There's a lot of things that women know that they want or that they want to do or they want to change, but they just don't do it. And that's because fear blocks them. So building up the confidence will support them in actually overcoming that fear and, and showing up in a much more confident way instead of being afraid to do the things they want to do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So building up that confidence, um, can you talk a little bit also about the self-esteem and self-worth? Where does this fit in? Or is this part, is oh, I love this. Part I of love this question. I just I just thought about it last night. Yeah. Oh. So yay. Our our culture uh, really measures your worth based on your output, or based on your status, or based on your age or your bank account like or your job or your relationships and those are all surface level identifications and the truth so the truth is that our worthiness comes from simply the fact that we are alive right now means that we're here for a reason and your worthiness actually comes from like that you have a purpose, you have your own unique purpose here, even if you haven't figured out what that is. But the fact that you're here living and breathing right now means that you're here for a reason, which innately makes you worthy. You don't need to do anything in order to be worthy. You are worthy simply by being here right now. And the universe will love you and God will love you unconditionally, no matter what you do, no matter who you become, simply because you are here. And I do believe that everyone has their own purpose and it might not look like everyone else's purpose. And simply by being yourself and being loved and being, you know, being loving and that is, makes you worthy. Like you, you're worthy no matter what. And so I think a lot of women get stuck in the conversation of I'm not good enough or I don't deserve this. And there may be situations from their childhood where they were taught that or where they saw that or perceived it that way. And this conversation of not feeling good enough is definitely another one of those cultural collective conversations that we get to have around, you know, not basing your success only on money or whether you're married or like the standardized ways of, of measuring success. Mm, Wow. Well said. So important, too, because I would think if you're constantly measuring and, it, you know, you don't have those boxes ticked or you've chosen differently, um, that your self-worth goes down, your self-esteem, your confidence. You don't feel like you have enough or are enough. Um, so, yeah, important, important conversation to living more with purpose is seeing that we're, I love what you said, that we're just by the fact that we're here, you know, we're, we're meant to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I also tell women who, who they, they, they're sometimes like skeptical of this. They're like, yeah, but what about me? Like, I'm not, I'm not like that. And what I want to say is like, uh, in, in the most endearing way, like you're not that special, like the creator of the world or the universe created this for a reason, created you for a reason. And you're, you're no exception to the rule that like you are here for a reason and you are worthy simply because you're here. 
there's a reason why you're here. So I like to say that there's no exceptions to this. It's not like the universe puts some people here on purpose and other people here just because. Ooh, that's, I like that. That cuts through. That cuts through it all, Amy. That's great. <laughs> so yeah. you have, uh, yeah, that's uh, perfect. That that really cuts through. It's like, okay, everybody has a purpose. Everyone's here. Why not, why this? Why not you also, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy, now we're winding out of time here. Um, you've given us such great input and insight, so appreciate you. Um, tell us how people can connect with you uh, for your sharings, your offerings, your support. You also work with women. You have things, um, different things that are going on. Please let us know how people can reach you. And I believe you have a gift also for the listeners, Frequency Bundle. Um, yeah, if you could let us know. Yeah. So um, I'd love to offer the listeners a gift. It's a meditation bundle, and it's called the Feminine Frequency Meditation Bundle. And you get five guided meditations. They're really short and sweet, and they're all based around Um, connecting to your intuition, building your self-love, building your self-worth, building your confidence, and um, really to support you in getting into the frequency of love and to connect with yourself. So that is a gift. You can go to femfrequencybundle.com. I believe there's a link that you guys can share as well. And then I have my podcast, which is called the Feminine Frequency Podcast as well. So that's a great place for you to come over and listen and um, you know, join me over there. And then lastly, I'm on Instagram, so you can find me at Amy Natalie Co. if you want to find me on Instagram there. I'd love to hear from you. Um, perfect, Amy. Thank you so much for sharing this. You've given us really some great insights and also some um, key things I think that people can use individually and as well as in their work culture or working, just working with people in general, actually. So thank you so much for being on the program. And oh, Thank you. Chat, Thanks thank so much you. for having me. What a great gift. Thank you. Wow, feminine frequency sounds. Thank you. Uh, oh, well, thank you so much. We'll be Appreciate those. it. Thank you for that. All right. Take good care, Amy. Okay. Thank you. All right, that was Amy Pamensky. Um, you can find out more information about her and her work by going to amynatalieco.com. That's A-M-Y-N-A-T-A-L-I-E-C-O.com. All right, everyone. Um, boy, some nice points there, right, in that uh, great guest. So thanks for being a part of Awakenings and co-creating this. Uh, If you want more information, you can go to uh, soulplayground.life. Connect with me further on my YouTube channel, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you were interested in the teleworkshop that's coming up, uh, you can find out more information at soulplayground.life. Go to the events workshop section, or you can also um, go to eventbrite.com. As always, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and of course, keep awake. I'm getting Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. 
for continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?